You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. 2 Thessalonians 2.10, we sort of start in the middle of a sentence there, but there's a long thought about the one who is to come who was prophesied to come before the second coming. So this is one of the times in the uh, New Testament we have a time indication, a solid time indication, of the coming of the Lord in what nearly all understand in this passage to be the second coming. And it's not what we often hear about regarding the second coming, which is we always get to hear people say, the second coming is imminent. And most of the people who talk about the second coming in a matter of time, they always want urgency, uh, partly because they want to try to convince you to do something. So there's always this talk of urgency of the second coming. I, I think that these prophecies uh, about what's going to come have come. So I think the second coming could be at any time. Uh, and so maybe uh, that would give us some urgency and not a false urgency, but an informed one that the, the second coming might be at any time. But in, in this passage, the second coming is going to be after the things in here prophesied. And there's going to be this, uh, there was a, something already at work, Paul had said, back up in verse 6. And there's a man of lawlessness, a lawless one who's coming, who the Lord will slay. So don't ever think evil's going to win. Because if we read the whole book, what always happens to evil? In our book, evil loses. In our book, who wins? God always wins. Evil always loses. But it doesn't look like that now, preacher. Uh, Just wait. You'll get there. So we have this one who's coming and will cause many to fall away. And in verse 9, this one who is working in accord with the activity of Satan, they have power, signs, and false wonders. So they appear greatly powerful. They even might appear to do miracles. Now, the people who fall for this, and this is the scary part, and this is the last of this admonition, verses 10, 11, and 12. This is the ones whom they will fool with all the deception. So they're going to fool people. People will, people will be deceived, like even the garden was deceived. Uh, we can feel sorry for those deceived. I think the fact that you're deceived instead of high-handed, uh, it, you know, if you ever repent... Uh, that's uh, really a mitigating factor. But it doesn't mean you still weren't wrong. They were deceived. And in this case, what deceived them was wickedness. With all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive a love of the truth so as to be saved. What keeps you from falling to this wickedness? What keeps you from falling in line with this false power? What keeps you from believing these false miracles? What keeps you from falling into this bad behavior? That... and. Error always has bad behavior. These did not receive a love of the truth so as to be saved. A love of the truth, a steadfast love for what God actually said and what Christ actually uh, taught us and showed us is absolutely necessary. If you don't love that truth, there will be great reason for you to depart from it. Verse 11, for this reason, God will send on them a deluding influence. This seems to be a matter of judgment that, uh, okay, 
You want to do wicked? You want to do things in error? I will let you do that. And I'll let you even think it's right. Today, how many folks are just living in absolute moral delusion? And for folks who know the truth, it's obvious. Right? How many things in our society you would have to be morally deluded to believe? That two men can marry. When has that ever been in human civilization? This literally is a thing they invented yesterday. I think the Danes allowed it in the late 80s. They were the first people in, like Western, in Western civilization. This is the thing of yesterday. Two fellows can marry. Three, three ladies should be able to marry next week. And why not? And one of those ladies decides she's a man. And one of those ladies decides she's not sure what she is, but she's something in between, and we all need to respect that. Just, it's diluted. And why do people believe that? And how sincerely do they believe it? They think that this is what they really are. They think we are denying their human rights to be whoever they want to be. Well, who, got, who said you get to be who you want to be? Right? Who gets to decide by their behavior or by their impulses or by their own thoughts what reality will be? People are deluded. So in, in our society, we see this influence, this deluding influence that I think is God turning them over to, according to what Romans 1 says, their depraved passions. And what says here is the deception of wickedness. These people, many of them, are honestly deceived. They are truly deceived. And so they believe what's false. Why? In order they may be judged as those who don't believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. That they may be judged. The King James says that they may be damned. Well, that is the, that is the result of all who go to judgment not on the side of Christ, isn't it? How many will go to judgment not with, by, and for Christ, who will be anything but damned. So it may sound a little more politic to say they'll be judged, but uh, the King James says they'll be damned. The result is the same, because we have only one hope in judgment, that we love the truth that was in Jesus Christ, and we clung faithfully to him. And that is the only thing that will keep us from this deluding influence of falsehood. It's the only thing that will keep us saved. And so, this is the most depressing and distressing passage. But we find that these people didn't want to believe the truth. God let them not believe the truth. And then he let them think that falsehood was right. And let them run to wherever they might want to run that was not under his care that was not under his uh, uh, guidance and influence and shepherding, and humanity running without God, it's a terrible thing. But God lets them do it when they don't love the truth. So we must love the truth and that which is shown, revealed, and taught in Jesus Christ. That is the only guard against wickedness. That's the only guard against the things of this world. That is the only guard against the damnation, judgment that God will bring on those who are not in Christ. And so, verse 13, which next reading, next time, we'll see about the beloved who's God, who God has chosen 
to save and to sanctify. So that's, that's one end. In verse 13, we start to see through the gospel the other. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.